What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual, via the Anchor Coronavirus, hang out at home, don't come over, because we're all afraid of the disease. Uh, Kanika. Hey guys, still here in my underground bunker, never to be seen again. <laughs> Secret uh, Service took you down there a few months ago. I've been here for a while, you know. <laughs> I haven't seen the light of the, I haven't seen the sun in a while, so I've been taking vitamin D. <laughs> I like the idea that like you're just in a hole somewhere, just <laughs> just waiting for this to be over. Yes, yeah. I could see your family doing that though. Like, I'll come up when it's ready, right? Yeah, like, I can see your family having a bunker, but not telling everyone in your family about it. Oh, man. That does sound like something we would do. Like, like half of you would be like, okay, we'll see you at the bunker on Thursday, and like... They're like, what? Yeah, I'm sorry, did you see the bunker? And they're like, no, no, no. It's the name of a restaurant. (laughs) Bunker Hill, you know. (laughs) It's downtown, we'll meet you there. (laughs) <laughs> that's some cold blooded um <laughs> yeah man it's been um it's monday and uh i don't know how, how was your weekend i was good i finally caught up on some sleep i after getting up so early to go to work every day it's just nice to take a nap in the middle of the day and not have to worry about anything yeah i'm a little working boy now huh you, you gotta get yourself a job huh yeah, like actual hours now because before I was working only a few hours a day. Now it's like twelve. Yeah, you're like, like you're putting it in. Like you're trying to prove something. What's twelve times five? Sixty. Am I bad at this? Are you really doing like sixty hours a week right now? Like at least fifty plus. Look at you. Look at it. Fridays we don't boy. do much. Yeah, Fridays usually. I mean, if you put in. If you're in that 48 plus, usually by Friday, everybody's kind of like, hey, bro. <laughs> what time is it? Like three? Man, I remember being in construction uh, while I was in college. My stepdad was a project manager on some projects downtown. And so when I came home from college my freshman year, uh, I was an, he had me on as an engineering apprentice. At uh, mm-hmm. we were doing St. Thomas. They were building a parking garage down there on that private uh, school down there downtown, and uh, yeah, I had to be down there. And I, <laughs> I because I was an engineering apprentice. There's an engineer on site, but he had other jobs he was also responsible for. So the first day when I was working with him, he at like noon he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to lunch, and then I gotta run to my other sites. So go ahead and hop in the truck, and we'll just go from there." And I hadn't really thought about it at all, so I did that. Well, then from there, the next day, um, I said I was like, well, I guess since you think you're an engineering apprentice, um, you need to be meeting with him in carpooling. So then I had to be at, like, from spring, I had to be at 290-1960 every morning at 5. Yeah, the good stuff. Yeah, so I could carpool with him to this job downtown. Oh, that was rough. That was a rough drive every morning. It's just so early, and it, it really does blow my mind. Like, if you've never worked with anyone in construction before, just the amount of like time that goes in before and after 
because it's like yeah you're there all day but like then you got to drive back or you got to do other stuff like right and then like god forbid if you live you don't live anywhere near where you're working that week like if you're working right. downtown okay it's an hour and 10 minutes each way like st thomas is not near spring and so nope. like if i was driving if i was riding with the other engineers i had to ride i had to meet with the head engineer and carpool with him all day just to get back to 290-1960 just to drive home. <laughs> you know, we finally made it. You know, like, well, now that my... See, what I like to do is I like to... My work day starts when I leave my house and ends when I get home. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, that counts. I mean, listen, it's a long it's a long day. But yours is a little bit different with your... Because you're working with your uncle and he bases it out of your grandma's house. So, like, when he doesn't feel like rolling right away, which is occasionally you get to nap at grandma's yeah and because i've been i've been driving to his place because we've been taking the two trucks because we have to move so much stuff back and forth oh so now you're not even going to grandma's well i mean we are occasionally but only very we're only there for like i don't know an hour maybe less than that most of the time yeah i remember one time i when i was working with your uncle i came in there Got to grandma's house and uh, he just wasn't ready yet. Like he wasn't moving. He wasn't even moving around yet. So after I got my stuff done, I just kind of curled up on a couch. Next thing I know, it's like noon. <laughs> I was like, I guess, I guess I'm gonna go home. Like we're not working today. Uh, when I was uh, when I was taking a couple classes at the uh, the Lone Star before I was full time. I would take a couple classes and then I would go drive all the way out to Mont Bellevue, Texas. Oh. The greatest the greatest city on the planet. It wouldn't be so no bad if it ever. wasn't so far away. Like if you didn't have to take a rocket to the moon to get there, it wouldn't like Yeah. It's like I was like, How do I get there? And he's like, You just get on, you get on <laughs> you get you go east on I ten, you just keep going until you don't want to go anymore. <laughs> and then go another hour. <laughs> right like it, it's so far you pass by a Bucky's to get there like <laughs> so you know you know the ritual was go to school get out of school go to Bucky's get gas and snacks go to work for sure for sure Bucky's is dangerous though if you're not careful you'll spend more in Bucky's than you will earn oh yeah like aside from like gas prices everything in Bucky's is like deathly expensive yeah, they're like, "What is that? A small sandwich and a bag of nuts? That'll be thirty dollars." And you're like, "I mean, I'm already here." <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys have really clean bathrooms, so, and like, they're just known for having a ton of stuff that you're gonna spend money on. So, eh. I never understood the the like obsession with like the Bucky's like shirts and stuff like that. Um, like, I remember. I think it's like, like a cheesy beaver thing. I think is really what it boils down to. Yeah, but like. Uh, maybe it was just like a, a white person thing. It is. It is. I I can't argue it. We claim it. Anything. Listen. If you can subtly reference vagina, uh, your your PP, or uh, funny stuff about those things, put it on a shirt and white people will buy it. It's so true. Put it on a shirt and white people will buy it. Uh, do you remember the Big Johnson shirts? No. 
oh my gosh, it was a whole trend. Um, they're just really lame shirts, and like the the character was like this really goofy looking youngish kind of kid, really. But like his back would always be to the shirt, and the implication was that his junk was out, and that it was huge. Um. So, like, he'd be at a urinal, and, like, everyone would be looking down, and it'd be, like, the Big Johnson never waits in line, or something like that. So stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, in hindsight, they were they were tragedy. But at the time, there was nothing cooler than a Big Johnson shirt. Like, they were banned at school and stuff. Yeah, because it's, it's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what does your shirt say, Corey? Um, you can't wear that here anymore. Yeah, we're gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to ban these. Can you go to Lost and Found to put a different shirt on, please? Oh man, that's so hilarious. Yeah, and like, do you go to Lost and Found? It's all Big Johnson shirts. It's like thirty Big Johnson shirts, and you're like, uh, I found what I'm gonna wear. And they're like, no, no, that one's kind of funny, actually. You can wear that one. No, um, and like they all just had different stupid phrases on them, but all of them revolved around a Big Johnson. So dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is that is a white person thing. You're right. One hundred percent a white person thing. I'll try and find one and send it to you after the show. Um, yeah, it's, it's still probably going to be just as stupid as you remember. No, they are. They are because, like, even at the time, thirteen-year-old <laughs> me in the back of his head was like, "These aren't that cool, though." That's so funny. You want to like catch on? So yeah, that's. Uh, I always thought the the Bucky's thing is really dumb. I mean, it's a really nice like gas station, really good gas prices. Well, and that's the point though. Like that's where they built their their great branding is on the billboards. It's like cleanest bathrooms. Which when you're on road trips, holy smokes, it's relevant. Please, yeah, their bathrooms are, are absolute heat. They got the stalls that go all the way. There's like a million bathrooms. It's super clean. They're like, all of them are pretty much enormous. Yeah. And that's sort of by design, but then you get to buy snacks. (laughs) Yeah. Then you can spend obscene amounts of money on like either their own personalized snacks or like roasted nuts or like just, just a bunch of candy. Well, it's, and it's weird, right? Because like a lot of them will have, like meat or deli counters have you noticed that or like food yeah. preparation stations like where they, they make have stuff like, they, they'll have like a like if you come early in the morning like they'll have like breakfast stuff or like later in the day they have like roast beef sandwiches <laughs> and like barbecue and you're like what is this where have i come from all because they have clean bathrooms like that's the branding like what they tell you on the road is listen we've got clean bathrooms and when you walk in you're like this is a road trip paradise what is this oasis in the middle of lonely places where people get murdered? Oh man, that's so true. Cause there's literally nothing else out there. So like, yeah, I mean, it's so spooky and it's like, Oh, you didn't, you wanted to stop in the middle of Beaumont. Here you go. The yeah. Bucky's. Thank God. <laughs> and I mean, like they're the saviors of the weary, right? Like, you roll into the a bucket. Pretty much weary. That sounds like a Green Day song if I've ever heard one. Because <laughs> I think it is. Is it okay? It feels very much like a wake me up when September ends. That song's actually really sad. It really is, but it definitely isn't is. it about. 
It's it's like his like his dad died in September or something like that. It's it's very sad. Yeah, I saw an interview on Howard Stern one time where he's talking about um, when Howard Stern asked him about it, and he said that it's something he said when he was a kid in response to like his dad was dead. And he was like being mopey. Um, but the weird thing is, it's on one of their later albums. Like it's not on one of the first four albums. So like, why did he save that for so long? I've been cooped up I've been cooped up in the mansion riding a couple bars yeah like it's so obviously lyrical like what were you holding on to like this is for the solo album <laughs> I don't know um, speaking of solo albums I guess Haley Williams formerly of Paramore she's got a solo album coming out here pretty soon Oh, is Paramore still together? I don't know. I don't know if they're taking a break or if they're broken up. I don't think it matters anymore. They've changed enough members that I feel like it's just Haley Williams now anyway. I mean, that that happens a lot more than people realize. Well, well, this is, I mean, Paramore is clearly what started as a band. And, like, if you look at their early stuff, like interviews and, and, and promo and publishing stuff, uh-huh. They were a band. It was three or four people, and you could see that. Um, I feel like it was always three because they would they would reference a fourth person, but it was never like I don't remember any promo stuff where there was four people in the band when they were like early when they were like a Warp Tour band when they were like a day one hang out with the kids Warp Tour band. I don't remember them being four people. I remember them being like three people already. Um, it's it was her and then the two dudes. And then mm-hmm. by the time they did the big international tour uh, for, like, the third album, it was three of them. And then by the time they did the the follow-up album, which has, like, uh, the only exception and stuff like that, it's two original members, and they're talking about how their writing style changed when they added the new third. Hmm. And then at this point, they were when they were on tour for hard times. She was on stage at one point and they showed a video and I didn't recognize any of the musicians and I was like, Is this a whole new band at this point? Like it's probably like, all right, you're gonna do your solo thing. You may as well at that point, because I mean if you're just doing paramore there's you're probably well, like a, you're probably still paying some other people if you're calling yourself paramore. Like they're still getting right. some sort of percentages, probably. Probably. I mean, like, it's like uh, the guy, the lead singer for, like, Death Cab to Cutie, like, Death Cab, I don't, like, I don't, re- I don't really recognize anyone else aside from Ben Gibbard, and he has, like, solo stuff and, like, the Postal Service and some other things that he did. Yeah, sometimes, I don't, sometimes the project, it, like, the name dictates, like, what they're going for in their sound, and I think that's probably more what he's doing, because, yeah, you're right, like, Death Cab for Cutie is almost like a different lineup every time I notice them. Yeah, which makes me think that like he's going for an effect there. Um, like this is my sad. I broke. I divorced Zoe Deschanel album. He really did do that. I don't. Man, I mean, props for boldness, points for stupid. I don't know, man. <laughs> like <laughs> on the list of things, I don't think I ever want to be known for doing. Divorcing Zoe Deschanel is on the list. Right. I think it's genocide and divorcing Zoe Deschanel. Ah, okay. That's the list? Um, yes. Okay. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to run through. I think baking is, like, the other thing I don't ever want to be known for. But, like, I don't want to rule it out as, like, my third act, you know? I mean, I got it. But, I mean, like, have you ever watched the Great British Baking Show? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a... Uh, it's, uh, it's free it's pretty fantastic uh it's the greatest thing to put on and then f- take a nap to Eve because Gordon it's Ramsay very uh no then i can't watch it yeah no it's 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 definitely like you put it on in the background and then you just listen to british people like <laughs> get semi worried about things <laughs> why <laughs> it's so funny but like there's some really impressive stuff in there but the two judges they have is like this like super old lady who's like been around probably since 1913 uh she's been baking the whole time and then this like incredibly attractive uh bread guy he's known as like the king of bread <laughs> because he he's got like bread <laughs> he's got like he's like like his whole bit is that he's he's known for all the different breads that he's made and like it's this whole like bit and this whole deal and he's way too attractive to be a baker like he's got the real silver fox like gray and like dark hair and then like super blue eyes and he's got like tan skin you're like who is this man <laughs> why is he so attractive he's saying, like he's at grocery stores telling ladies he's like you know i also bake and they're just like, right. oh my god, okay, yeah, but come that's, home, totally, it's cool. Yeah, but that's his job. <laughs> yeah, sure. Listen, stripping's a job too, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's he's just using bread as a way to seduce women. He, I mean, like, he could just look at you. Just look him up. He's he's just one of the most beautiful men on the planet. <laughs> All right, I have to take the, the bread guy from British Bake Off. Yeah, the Great British Baking Show. It's on Netflix. Is that what it's called, the Great British Baking Show? Yeah, Why? that's the whole that name. Really hard to say. I don't like. <laughs> it's real long. By a sniper, like what just happened there? The Great British <laughs> Break. I can't do it. I can't do it. Great British Baking Show. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. <laughs> um. So I, uh, I think I've completed. My Marvel Legends Age of Apocalypse characters. What do you mean? Uh, I found um, Adventure Begins. I also had Blink, and I didn't know that. <laughs> ah, so you had to buy that. I had to buy Blink. Yeah, cause you love Blink. You've always liked Blink. Blink's, Blink's awesome. She's she's BA. She's BA as F, okay? Uh-huh. So she's almost a BAMF, so... Yeah, so I think that's all of the Age of Apocalypse Marvel Legends action figures now. Like, she's not from the actual line that says Age of Apocalypse. She's just an Age of Apocalypse figure. Right, yeah. And I don't think there's been any other ones. I have to check. And they're about to release the Apocalypse from Age of Apocalypse, the light blue one. Mm -hmm. So I'll have to get that, I guess. But that one's like a weird double one. And I don't have a home for it. Like, I've already realized I don't have a home for it. You're running out of space. How are you, where are you going to put your, your seven-foot-tall Sentinel? Yeah, I need to be working on that. That's my sales goal for this Department of Metahuman Affairs launch. Um, 
Make sure to go to CoreyDLG.Squarespace.com and adopt a comic series today. Um, so I've already had some people compliment me on the idea, but I haven't had anyone sign up for it yet. But one of the purchasing options that I've got for this book is – now, the price is a little steep. I'm not thrilled about that, but there's just no other way to do it. It's $60, but it's a subscription, basically, to the first 12 issues. Ah, I got you. So – I'll mail each of the first twelve issues to you if you pay the sixty bucks. So well, that's what sixty divided by twelve is five bucks. Yeah, so, issue basically. Right, and that's a dollar off of what I'm charging for the individual issues. I'm charging a little bit more for the individual. Like if you just want to go one at a time, like it, it helps me, but it's no security for a series. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to build like consistent fan basing. So I'm I've got three options. You can buy an individual issue. You can buy by the story arc. Or you can buy by the subscription model, and so the story arc is five fifty an issue, so it's uh, I think seventeen something. I think I think sixteen. I don't know, seventeen dollars. I think even something like that. I have to look again, but that's for the first three issues. Mm-hmm. So you can either buy one issue, three issues, or the whole year. Right. So but I've had two people already compliment me on that idea. They like that more than they like a Patreon or a Kickstarter, which I which I totally agree with. I think that that's the right way to do that. Yeah, I don't know. Does that make like that makes sense to me out loud? As I'm even as I'm saying, it makes sense to me out loud. Like, I mean, no, yeah, it's just basically just like locking in the orders for everything. Yeah, it's consistency. Like, okay, I know for sure. That you know, eight hundred people are gonna are gonna be there for the whole year. Like, and then the idea is to convert more and more people over to yearly as I go. Um, but yeah, that's been that's been exciting. I started that, started the process, moved over to that project over this weekend, uh, or really middle week. I started that. Um, I've just been kind of working on that now. So feel free to go on and order that. That's the new book. The uh, Another Day at the Office is at the printers right now. And it looks like the end of this, this is Monday, so the end of this week or early next week, I should get that in for the printers. It's a really quick turnaround from my printer, which I'm happy with. Yeah, that's cool. That's kind of surprising considering where we're at. Yeah. Uh, on the front of their website, they got a big thing about COVID where they're like, bro, we're in business. Let's do it. We are ready. Let's go. Let's go. Um, but yeah, man. So, so what else you got going on? You got anything fun happening? Uh, absolutely. Well, not this week, but next week is my buddy's twenty uh, first birthday. So we're about to we're about to have a good time. Mm. You and your friends don't party how me and my friends used to party. No, uh, it's because we're all like absolute nerds, like to the truest degree, like. Literally, like all we do when we hang out is play card games, and then when it's someone's birthday or a really big special occasion, it's like, and then we played card games with some alcohol. <laughs> it's funny to watch. Like we were there for your birthday, and your your sister and I were watching y'all, and it was just you and your friends are all the same, <laughs> uh, like different, like different backgrounds, different ethnics, and all that, but but really similar. Um, and like me and my friends were all vastly different 
our like our core unifying concept is that we all grew up together. So like we mm-hmm. have the shared experience of where we grew up, which was traumatic and terrible enough that all of us are still friends. Uh, but nothing else is similar, you know, completely different. Everything else, personality-wise, and, and like the only other thing that really bonds us is how we just when we were young, how we used to party. Um, it's it's just funny to see the difference. Yeah, I can't even get them to play like Call of Duty Modern Warfare with me. I'm like, guys, come on, it's free to download. And they're like, not interested. <laughs> not interested. It takes 200 gigabytes, dude. It's getting so big that I'm about to just delete it. Like I'm like I I I broke down and deleted it. And my PlayStation went from like, oh you got you got like twenty megabytes to oh you got you got half the system. Yeah. Do you, do you want do you want some games? I got some room. <laughs> I was like, good lord. And like, what's weird is they released a message where it was like, if you're not happy with your space, just delete some of these update files that you don't use anymore. And it's like, how do I know what files I'm not using? How about you do some housekeeping? Like, yeah, it definitely, definitely seems like a. I forgot to compress the audio files and everything's <laughs> really big. Like, and what a lazy solution. My solution is to have you fix it. Like, <laughs> hey, I know these downloads are seeming a bit ridiculous. <laughs> I uh, I got into a fight with my parents one time because they, uh, essentially, I was running a house for them, and so since I was running a house for them. They were using one of the bedrooms as storage, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, when they sold the house and I still lived there, I was now going to be renting the whole house. So I told them, I was like, hey, you need to come get your stuff because, like, I'm probably going to rent that room out to cut my cost down. And they were like, oh, that wasn't really our plan. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what was your plan? And they were like, yeah, just to have you keep paying for it. <laughs> I was like, no, that's not a solution. Like, that's not how this works. If, if I'm paying for it, it's mine now, and I don't want it. Like, it's junk <laughs> to me. It's the same thing with these warfare files. Like, I don't know what they are. Like, how do I know which ones I want to keep or don't keep? Which right, one and then you delete keep? it, and then you got to spend the next two hours re-downloading <laughs> it if you deleted the wrong one. That would be my luck, right? Like, and I and and I don't even know which ones I have or don't have. So it's like. Yes, I don't know. Maybe they should just learn how to build a game better. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe don't make the game so big. Yeah. Like there's no there's no you can compartmentalize these things. Yeah, you can compress it. Like don't make this my job. Like I'm not in charge of these things. I have a friend, he literally was like, I had to buy external storage just because I downloaded Modern Warfare. <laughs> I think if you have like one of the no, because I've got one of the first ones. Maybe I've got one of the bigger first ones, but I I don't know. I doubt it. But yeah, if you've got a, if you're too early on it, like I don't have a lot of other games. Like I'll say that I've got like three games, including Warfare. I roll like yeah. three at a time. <laughs> I don't have I don't have, I don't like I have a lot of games, but a lot of them are like from the free download stuff, and none of them are really like super big. No, see, I have the right soon, but I don't download them because I'm I'm. Yeah, well, so it's just a couple that I like. I have the rights to like a million games, but I never like I've never played it. Yeah, like I've ha- I've had the uh... I've never downloaded like the Uncharted, the Tomb Raiders. Any yeah, of that I stuff. own all those. Yeah. Technically, own all of those. Yeah. But never once have I like played any of them. <laughs> no, I probably never will. Don't tell PlayStation that they're mine. 
Um, right, yeah, don't tell them that. <laughs> I was really upset because they have they had the same like operation for the the PS Vita, which is their little handheld from a while ago. Uh, the month after I bought mine, because I bought mine secondhand, the month after I bought it, uh, they they discontinued giving away free games on it. I was so upset. <laughs> <laughs> Not for you, loser. <laughs> I was like. Oh, sweet, what free games I have. And I was like, oh, there's nothing here. Let me see what happened. And they're like, yeah, we discontinued that. And I was like, come on. Uh, it's like with the with the Wii, you could like buy old Nintendo games for a long time. And oh, then yeah, the virtual console. I literally almost pulled the trigger. And I just happened to Google before I did. And they had already discontinued support of the Wii store. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want this then. <laughs> This is truly a tragic story. I remember buying Majora's Mask on my Wii. I still have it. <laughs> but, like, I, I, would, I wouldn't be able to buy them. I'd have to do the emulator stuff, and I hate that stuff. I can't stand the emulator stuff. Uh, I used to, I used to, that used to be my jam back when I was in high school. Game Boy emulator on my computer. Ooh. <laughs> it's the worst. All right, uh, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conroe, this is Corey TLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community, so take out uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who have been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check out the uh, replay on Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. That's the Facebook page where all of the magic happens, including um, posting the podcast, which yeah. drops at 3 p.m. on Mondays and Fridays, and then the Nerd Thug Sports one drops Thursday at 3 p.m. Yeah. But um, before we get too far into anything, Nico, go ahead and tell everybody about The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more is open. However, you are required to wear a mask if you are coming inside. Uh, they still do have uh, delivery and curbside pickup if you so desire as well. 
They're here for you. They do have table space available at 50% capacity, and private rooms are available for use. So uh, they also have free comic book summer. Every Wednesday, they're putting out new stuff. Uh, you come in, you get a little passport, you pick up your free comics, and uh, every uh, you do that all the way up until September 9th, and then nine weeks, that's nine free things. Uh, you can turn in your passport for loyalty points. Even if you don't get all of them, you still get something, so this is a great time to come on in. Even if that's all you get, you get your free stuff, and you can get some discounts for some stuff. Those points are real useful. So today, July 20th, from 4 to 8 is Miniature Monday, so you come on in, construct miniatures, paint them, uh, you can ask questions, use uh, paints and supplies. Wednesday the 22nd from 6 to 10 is War Cry Wednesdays, uh, skirmishes in the Age of Sigmar universe. You can join Jason each Wednesday for casual War Cry tournaments. New players are welcome. And they have two, oh, they have two built in-store warbands available to use. So if you want to just come on in and you want to learn about the game, you can use one of the free, already pre-constructed armies. There you go. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's, that's like the first, like, daunting thing. You're like, I don't want to do this if I don't like playing it. Yeah, yeah. Because the Warcry is essentially, it's small groups of the Warhammer armies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in, like, champion-style combat instead of army-style combat. Um, so yeah, your first thing is like, oh, these figurines seem kind of expensive. So it's nice for them to have demo versions available. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. Uh, virtual trivia is on Wednesday, the 22nd from 7th. And it's going to be on their Twitch channel. And July 26th, my birthday, uh, from 4 to 8 is D&D Junior Adventures League. $5 to play, or if you spend $5 in the store, you get to play for free. Um, yeah, that's exciting stuff. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more right there on 1488. Uh, make sure to come by and check them out and support them. Support local, help local, stay local. And uh, again, that is per the governor's mandate. Mask, mask. Yeah, gotta wear a mask if you're inside. Uh, I saw a tweet. Uh, you know me. On, on Twitter, I basically just follow internet thoughts. That's pretty much what my Twitter's for. <laughs> um, so I can just look at booties and boots. Um, like, okay, I, I'm going to say this. and well, Twitter drama is the worst. You might as well get the best side of Twitter. Listen, I thank you. I, I, as a single man, am in total support of this modern internet female empowerment because um, it's awesome visually. Like, I can't think of a reason to be mad that women are proud of themselves and want to show off. Like, I don't... What, what like, planet? it doesn't hurt It doesn't hurt anyone. Like, like who's speaking up and ruining this for the rest of us? Like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Be quiet. I'm trying to, I'm trying to enjoy myself. <laughs> yeah. Who, who's the guy at the back of the strip club going, have some dignity? <laughs> what are you doing here? Like, <laughs> You know what happens to those guys? They get thrown out of the club. <laughs> like, who... Who paid the cover charge to sit in the back and be that jerk? That's what I don't understand about pe- about the internet. Is like, who shows up to literally all this girl posts? Like this one girl, all oh, she's from Australia. She lives in Austin now. She's a tattoo model. All she posts is pictures of her in various stages of sexy clothes poses, and then rescue kittens. That's what she does. Mm. Who comes to this and then complains about one of the two things that she does? Like, 
He's like going to McDonald's and being like, why do you serve fast food here? Yeah, like, why are you killing America? It's like, no, I just want my $2 cheeseburger and to be happy with my afternoon. Like, you'd have to go away. To, like, yes, wait, that. Like, McDonald's is delicious. They're, they're not killing nobody. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Don't judge me, monkey. Uh, but no, I just like, like, I don't understand who the, who are the people who are ruining this for the rest of us with their, like, weird unhappiness over confident sexy women like how does this ruin like how does this hurt anything like it doesn't hurt anyone it doesn't hurt anyone but their (laughs) self-esteem but anyway the the tweet i totally got off track there for a second the tweet was about uh the quarantine stuff and Mm -hmm. she has a friend from australia and i guess that friend had met another one of her friends and she saw she showed like this this uh text exchange between the two friends and one of them was like hey how's it going down there bro and he's like He's like, uh, honestly, it's totally great now. I'm going. I'm on my way to a rugby match now. And the guy's like, oh, you guys can, you guys have live sports. And he's like, yeah. And then the guy's like, how, how did y'all do that? And he's like, well, we quarantined like grownups for three months. Like, <laughs> he's like, all of us stayed inside for three months, and it was really hard, and we were all really worried, and we treated it like it was serious, and none of us cried about our freedoms or insecurities. And now we get to go watch live sports. America's like, wow, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Me- meanwhile, we're still arguing about masks here in America. <laughs> I do. I do like all the. I do like all the memes where it's like super ridiculous people, and like it's like, it's like here we specified if you don't want to wear a mask, you can wait here outside where you belong. <laughs> yeah. And people are mad about that. They're like, I want to go in the store. And it's like, what do you, you can't. Like The, the no. one that I absolutely love is the one where like the woman is like, I have a medical condition. You can't make me wear a mask. And it's like, well, we can have a representative shop for you. <laughs> and it's like, no, I want to go inside. And he's like, well, no. Yeah. It's like, well, why? Yeah. It's like, he's like, we offered you an alternative and you still refuse. Yeah. We don't he's have like, to let you in. You're a violation of the ADA. And he's like, no, I'm not. The Americans with Disability Act says I have to offer you an alternative. I'm offering you a great alternative, a personal shopper. <laughs> That's a service. Like, if I could do that, oh my God. Right. Listen, like, someone will shop for you. I'd be like, Great, I'll be in my car. Let them know when they get here. Well, Walmart does that, like, like regular. Yeah, right. No, like it's been a thing that people have used forever. Grocery delivery services are godsend because I hate shopping. Yeah, that's true. And like, if I if I cooked, I would use a grocery delivery service. There's no doubt about that. Like, yeah, I I, I can't. Well, and also people don't understand the law either. People are all talking about HIPAA, 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 HIPAA. And it's like, uh, well, first of all, uh, HIPAA is between doctors, nurses, hospitals, and the patient. Like, it's against the law for a hospital or a doctor to disclose your medical condition. It's not against the law for Target to ask what your medical condition is. As a matter of fact, the ADA specifically says in order to properly accommodate someone, they have to know exactly what your condition is. Right, because if they don't know, they can't help you. That's the whole point. Right. So it's literally a case study in ignorance when someone walks up and says that they have um, they have a disability. HIPAA says they don't have to disclose it. ADA says you have to let me in. No, none of that's true. You got literally all of it wrong. You're over two. 
Yeah, that's uh, it's it's like the free inhabitants thing all over again. <laughs> it really is. The free inhabitants <laughs> thing just becomes dumber every time, uh, someone talks about it. Um, and then there's a guy. It was one of those shows where someone goes around America and talks to the crazy people. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Vice, and there was a guy where he's doing that. He's going around America talking to the weird people. And one of them is, is one of these people. And so he's riding in a van with a guy who's driving a van who doesn't have a driver's license. And he's explaining how he's never been on the grid, but he knows that the government is watching him because when they pull him over, he makes a big fuss about everything, et cetera, et cetera. And the, and the guy's like, so you think you're on a government list? And he goes, oh, I know I am. Uh, you're probably in danger just riding with me. And in the back of my head, I was like, yeah, because this guy's going to kill you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because he's a, clearly a murderer. Yeah, because he's a crazy person. Like, what is this guy? You're on a government list because you rode in my van. Like, <laughs> these people all have this weird sense of self-importance about it, too, that, like, everyone knows. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Everyone's out to get him. It's like a paranoia. It is, but it's a weird, like, first of all, someone has to know who you are in order to be out to get you. So, probably not true. <laughs> yeah like on, on like the government list it's like that one guy who keeps driving in a van without a driver's license isn't on the fbi's most wanted right. let's hate to break it to you chief yeah it's ben abdul blow something up and that guy <laughs> right yeah <laughs> it's osama bin laden to some random guy in arizona <laughs> like... who refuses to get a driver's license that's the whole list <laughs> yeah that's it it's like come on man Come on. Zombie Osama Bin Laden <laughs> and then some dude from Phoenix. <laughs> like that's that's the FBI's most wanted list. They're they're really they're really zeroed in there. They're fully they're fully focused on keeping us safe from driver's license guy. Uh I don't even like the idea that they keep track of him is stupid, like in and of itself. Yeah, like the keeps like ah, yeah. it's a stupid guy <laughs> yeah local police roll their eyes every time they pull him over and they're like he's in a different van every time like what is this guy's problem <laughs> mr miller we've told you before get a driver's license or stop driving on the roads and he's like i'm just a citizen passing through you have no right to stop me and enter into my country state and request things it's like, this isn't a country state. You're not a free person. You're a citizen of the United States. You have to follow the laws. For the last time, Todd, the van isn't an embassy. Get out. <laughs> like, that's kind of the reason I love Vice so much, is like, they'll go out and talk to these absolute psychos. There was one where they took the the British comic. He's a big old dude, and he's black. And they, and they took him, and he, like... They made him hang out with the KKK for, like, a month. Like, he went around and talked to the different, like... Are you talking about the musician groups. guy? Is what? Are you talking about the musician guy? Uh, I don't think he's a musician. I think he's a stand-up comic. He's a big dude. And, like... Because uh, there's another guy that, like, he had a TED Talk where, like, he talked to, like... uh Different members of, like, the KKK, and then eventually he got, like, a bunch of them to leave... Oh, no, 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 that's a different guy. I know who you're talking about. That's a different guy. No, this is a stand-up comic, and, like, like he would come to their house for dinner and talk to them about stuff, and, like, 
he was he was meeting this one family who the husband was about to join the clan, mm-hmm. and like the whole family held like a celebration and like invited him. <laughs> so it's like thirty like West Virginia redneck KKK people and this British black comedian and a film crew. Like that's like insane to me. It's so it was really weird because like they were they were polite. But still, just racist. They were like, "Well, obviously, but like, you seem like a nice fellow, but you're people, you know." <laughs> and he would be like, "Do you really think that? That seems odd." Yeah, and like the the other guy that I was talking about, oh god, I can't remember his name right now. But he he talked to a bunch of people. Uh, like one of his one of his like best friends used to be a grand wizard of the KKK of like the whole branch of like where they were from. And Your eventually, guy, he he's older, right? Yeah, it's like an older guy. Yeah, I know exactly. He's a he's a big old black dude. Mm. Yeah, he's like he's like converted like like seventy people or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. He's been on a uh, politically incorrect with Bill Maher, um, and he actually speaks of kindness. He says like like when they talk about like oh these people are, are hateful blah, blah blah. He's like no, nah, they just don't know. They just don't know. Yeah, and that's and that's and it was he was like a lot of them. They've just never met anyone. And he's like, and they're so isolated, and they're all their people are there around. And he's like, and eventually, he's like, you keep coming. He's like, he's like, he invited me to his house. We ate dinner together. We would share drinks. And he's like, we would just hang out. And then eventually, he just left because then they understood. They realized that it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like if everyone's telling you one thing, but your but your personal experience is another. Like that's probably true of anything. Like. Like, whether or not whatever it is everyone's telling you is true or not, if your personal experience doesn't match up with that, then I guess eventually you're still going to be like. Well, it's not true. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, I forget what they call that. It has a name. but Intelligence, I would think. Like, I don't know. Like... Yeah, but it, it's like, a, I don't remember. It's like a specific thing where, like, when you come into contact with something that doesn't match up with, like, what you personally believe about it, like, it. It throws you for a loop for a while, and then like you figure it out. I always thought that was called cognitive dissonance, but somebody corrected me. But then, in their explanation of my of their correction, I felt like they were like defining exactly what I was saying. Like I read it three times, and I was like, uh, I still think we're agree- like I, still think I don't think we're disagreeing. <laughs> Is this cognitive dissonance? Yeah, <laughs> am I experiencing it right now? Like, Is that what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, hey, I gotta tell you this. We were talking about it before we get. I know we're only got a few minutes left, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been so I was playing my little XCOM game, running my rebellion, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's the coolest thing that's ever happened in a video game. Okay, um, so you can send guys out on covert missions, and sometimes the covert missions get interrupted, and you have to, and it you have to jump into the gameplay to finish the mission. Yeah. And sometimes, literally, they've already done everything, and it just jumps in. It's like escape to the to the to the rendezvous point and get out of there alive. So on one of those, uh, I had to leave behind a guy. He got knocked out, and I couldn't get to him to get back. Like we were getting overrun, and so like I I, I had to leave a guy behind. I had to leave a man down, but he wasn't dead. He was unconscious. Um. When they exited the mission, they were like, you did it, but so-and-so got captured. And, like, in my head, I was like, oh, that sucks. Uh, but, like, I didn't think anything else of it. Well, then, 
like two weeks later, one of the covert missions was rescue your guy. And I was like, what? Yeah, of course, rescue him, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's literally a mission that you have to go, like, they find location, and then you have to send your troops to go rescue them. Um, that was cool. Like, a callback to something, like, a callback to a failure that you do in the game that then becomes a mission you have to complete later. Some real continuity. I, I was super impressed. Like, that's kind of, that's next level, like, programming decision making. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's pretty cool. But yeah, so I had to go rescue him, and then another guy died rescuing him. Um, then it was like, was it worth it? Like, I don't know. Like, leave like you get a guy. Except his body. Leave that behind. Like, yeah, he's dead. There's no saving him. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So they didn't capture him. Get, he just died. <laughs> I've had two guys get captured, and I've had to rescue them both. And I got to rescue them both, so that was nice. But one guy did die in one of the rescues. Tragic, tragic. It kind of is, like, because you keep people alive to promote them and such, like, you start to really... Attach yourself. A little well, a little bit, because you put a lot of work into them. Also, in War of the Chosen, they added bonds. So, mm-hmm. so like, soldiers who work together a bunch of times become, like, they get extra stuff. But only when they're working with those people they usually work with. Mm-hmm. And so, but when one of those people dies, like, it hurts the morale of the group who were used to working with him. Oh man, that's like like what is this? this is so, <laughs> yeah. so like one of the guys died on the rescue mission, and then it was like so and so is really hurt by this. He's gonna need some da- some downtime. <laughs> He's literally depressed because his friend died. Right in the game, like <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that is insane. Uh, I, I think that's all the time we have. I didn't look at the clock before we jumped in here. Uh, yeah, that's about it. All right, okay. Um, we're going to jump out here on behalf of Little Brother Nico and the Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more, and myself. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. As always, wash your hands, be safe, be friendly, be nice, be kind, be generous. Uh, fight the power, Black Lives Matter, and uh, buy my comic book. Thanks, guys. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conroe, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community, so take out uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who have been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. 
Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio.